Hello guys, this is Kat. Uh, this is Liz. Ooh, and welcome to their Tropes Battle for Dominance. Episode 6. Episode 6. This yep. means by the time this is uploaded, we will have released five previous episodes mm-hmm. and we have not been cancelled. So I think, Congrats. I think that's a good sign. People don't hate us. Granted, we probably only have like less than ten listeners, but no. And probably us. like quite a few of them are just people we know. <laughs> okay, to be fair, only two of them are people I know. I don't oh, even sick. think I don't even think my boyfriend's listened yet. R.I.P. Nick, get on that shit. He said he would, but he feels weird listening to it when I'm with him and because I'm with him like most of the time because of COVID. Um like he just yes. doesn't really have time to listen to it. Personally, I think that's an excuse, and you have zero interest in it, so... <laughs> Which is valid. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't fault him. I mean, like, you know, you can't you can't always be interested in the same thing, but yes. um, I'm going to yeah. push him to listen a little harder. Um, yeah. Oh, and something else cool that's happened since uh, we last recorded, I made affiliate on Yay! Twitch. I currently have nine subs, which is pretty freaking cool because i only stream for one day on affiliate it'll become 10 subs tomorrow yes, yes. If, I, if i stream tomorrow i'm not sure if i will be or not um, next time you stream it'll become yes. 10 followers <laughs> thank you Liz. 10 subs sorry yes she, she, she. I, I oh one more follower and then i have 69 followers so yeah <laughs> once i have that i'm just gonna block everybody who tries to follow me <laughs> um also, since we last recorded, I found out that my mother also used to write fan fiction. No. Um, Wait, I texted I think you. you said that. Yeah, I, no, I texted you about it because I found oh, out. Right, so, right. literally, la- after we recorded episode five, I'm downstairs. I'm, we're having a family dinner. My with like it's like me, my mom, my dad, my older brother, my older brother's girlfriend, and my mom goes, "So, what's your podcast about?" And I was like. No. <laughs> so okay. I was like, oh, um, it's about fan fiction and blah blah blah. I was like, what's fan fiction? So I do the whole explaining mm-hmm. and like I was like, oh, like did you like not ever like read or like fan fiction or anything? Mm-hmm. And so my mom told me she used to if she read a book she really, really liked, she would write like an extra chapter or something for it. Mm-hmm. She said she wrote a lot for the outsiders. She I- does not have anything um, anything anymore, so we cannot read her writing. But tragic, because like I know, next time I go home, I'm borrowing my mom's Duran Duran fanfiction to read. Yeah, um, like that will be a special that we do. Yes. <laughs> so mine wasn't my mom writing self insert. It was just her being a nerd and basically doing a school assignment of writing an extra chapter. <laughs> that reminds me of when I did that. So we had a school assignment where I think we had to do either an alternate ending or an extra chapter. To, no, no, we had to do an alternate point of view of 1984. Oh my god, I remember that book. That, that was my, I, I really liked that book. I wrote this really cool thing that I actually uploaded to fanfic.net, I remember. Which Ooh. was from, like, the, I don't remember much about 1984, like, the characters-wise. Mm-hmm. And I remember that there was a girl, like, involved with some sort of portrayal of the main character or some, or I don't, I don't know. But I wrote from her perspective, uh-huh. basically, what happened and, like, her internal monologue and it was a pretty cool chapter, Ooh. if I do say so myself. Um, that being said, is there anything we need to talk about before we get into this week? Uh, not that I can know of. Thank you if you listened this far. Yes, thank you guys so much. Also, I'm going to give a quick shout out to you, Liz, just because I've been having a rough couple of weeks, and Liz has really <laughs> taken on the bulk of the editing. 
Blushes! I've had some just between grad school applications and senior project research and writing, um, especially because I'm doing experiments, so I have to do all the IRB stuff. So, like, Liz has been such a huge help in finishing all the editing of the episodes that I was supposed to edit, and also um, being, like, completely in charge of our TikTok page and being on top of that, helping out with the other socials. It's just made my life a lot easier. Aw, Gabs! I love you! I love you! I wouldn't start a podcast with just anyone. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so, that being said, let's do a quick recap because we're still early on of how this podcast works. So, first person to go gets to pick a trope that they're really into. They will tell you about the history of that trope. They're going to read an excerpt from a fanfic that uses that trope, and then we'll talk a little about it. Then the second person will go and they use a random generator to get their trope. They gave the history, give you an excerpt from a fic, and then we talk about it some more. Pretty straightforward. I got to go first this week, so I had to pick, and this is the episode where I realized that it's actually a lot easier to get randomly assigned a trope than having to pick one. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the thing for me, it's like, I feel like, like, feeling like choosing it is hard, but the thing is, like, I feel like picking out a fic for the one that you're randomly assigned can be hard. Yeah. Like, I feel like I always have more trouble picking out a fic. That's true. You know? I, I definitely have more trouble picking out a fic, but, like, I couldn't pick one to start with because, like, I'm very basic when it comes to fic reading. Like, I'll read 20 different tropes, but I don't always look for different tropes. Like, the one thing that, like, I continuously look for is, <laughs> and I don't know if I should admit this, but I am, is either Omegaverse or <laughs> Miraculous Ladybug Identity Reveal. <laughs> Like, it's I don't okay. look for anything It's okay. Else. I really, like, only read college AU, I, so... I know this. We all know this by now. We all know. <laughs> so... so uh, but, but I will say what, like, what's really fun about this podcast is, like, how, like, it makes us read things that we don't usually read, and yeah, I would say that most of the time I actually find something interesting that I read later on. Like, last uh, episode, we talked a lot about Catra and Adora, because we because we were talking about, uh... Right? We did Nekomimi last Nekomimi, week, right? yeah. Yeah, so we were talking about, you know, cat stuff. So I was trying to originally find a Shira fanfic for that. I don't remember if I actually ended up doing a Shira fanfic or not. You didn't. It was okay. like you. Right, right. I was trying to find Shira stuff, and I found Shira stuff. Um, but, like, I couldn't find a fic I wanted to share. But it got me into, like, reading, like, so many different Shira fanfics. So yeah. all I did last week was read Shira fanfic. Love that. And then, you know, leftover Catra and Adora, because, oh my god, they're so... Um, that being said, I got to go first this week, and I have enemies to lovers. I will say right off the bat that um, this is actually not a trope that I tend to gravitate towards. I know that my boyfriend is really into it. I have some friends really into it. I personally just prefer like romance. Like I like people just being lovers. I don't mind rivals to lovers so much, but like pure enemies, I tend to not go for. Um, but I'm not opposed to it. I love a good enemies to lovers. Yes. yes. That shit's so hot. (laughs) You're probably like, Nick, you just like to hate sex. You know, maybe (laughs) I do. Um, but it's very fun. So there's, there was actually surprisingly like a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff on fan lore for it. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, so the key thing to know with enemies to lover is that it's different from hate sex or enemy slash because in like the actual enemies to lovers trope 
the two uh, or more people in the trope don't hate each other. Like, they don't actively hate each other. They hate the other side. So, like, a really good example of this that uh, people use is the fanship Zuko and Katara from Avatar Last Airbender. Zuko and Katara, like, they didn't know each other. Like, you know, they didn't hate each other. They hated the Fire Nation and the Water Tribes, so that they, they couldn't classify that as, like, hating each other or enemies slash. It's just enemies to lovers because they didn't, you know, what I said. English is my first language, however. Yes. <laughs> um, and then it's also very, very rarely non-consensual or, um, like, dubious. Like, people, like, they tend to come together. Like, it's, they don't usually hate each other. Um, a common way that this happens is that there's a long history of conflict, yet they might be forced to work together to achieve a certain goal. Usually, in fanfiction, this leads to a sexual relationship. Um, of the sexual relationship nature, it's usually sex pollen, forced marriage, soulmate say you, those are the top three that tend to feature this trope. I think sex pollen is really funny, because I'm not really into sex pollen, but like, I mean, when, um, you read, when you read as much of Megaverse as I do, it comes up quite a bit. The thing is, it, depending on the fic, it can be done well. Yes. Sometimes I've, it's just, like, it's weird. Just, yeah, sometimes it's just a little too funky, but sometimes they can be done well. But um, I do think it's funny because the fic I chose has sex fallen in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then Soulmate Say You, I think, is that's probably the only time I really do enjoy the enemies to lovers is the Soulmate AU because it's, like, they don't have a choice. Like, they have to be together. I mean, I guess they have a choice, but you know what I mean. Like, like destiny is Fate is bringing together. them together. Yes. And then a sub-trope that um, I like a little more than going straight from enemies to lovers is enemies to friends to lovers or friends to enemies to lovers. So, um, example of, like, friends to enemies to lovers would be Katradora and Shira, um, whereas enemies to friends to lovers would be Avatar... Um, which is Zuko and Katara, so, like, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have quite a few examples. So Harry Potter, you have Drury and Hermione, which are very popular ships, yet are definitely under enemies to lovers. Um, Overwatch, we have McCree and Ash, which is friends to enemies to lovers. Reaper 76, same thing. Mikanzo, um... Yeah, I love Mikanza so much. I just thought it was funny that this was classified under enemies to lovers because, like, I mean, I guess they're enemies, but like, I they guess. also don't really interact. I think it's probably more like within the fan fics, like that I people guess. talk yeah, about it as an enemies to lovers. Because I've noticed a lot of their fics tend to be enemies to lovers. Yes, you I know? noticed that too. I think it's more too with like McCree is in Overwatch and Hanzo has rejected joining yeah. Overwatch. So it's probably people seeing it as anyone not in Overwatch is an enemy. Yeah. Um, and then you have Pokemon with Ash and Misty, which is, you know, more so rivals to lovers than enemies to lovers, um, depending on how you look at it. Then, of course, we have Voltron with plants. Again, more rivals to lovers than enemies. Um, and it's definitely a one-sided thing. And we have Death Note with L and Light. Uh, Star Wars, you have Rey and Kylo. Hee hee hee. I, I love Fan and Rayla so much. Yeah, Fanon. I don't know if we should get into it because just like there's so much shit discourse with Raylo. Yeah, I like Fanon, so that's all I'm yeah. gonna say. Uh, I, yeah, I'm fine with. I don't really have a preference because like I'm, I like Star Wars, but I'm not like a huge, huge fan of it. Like I watched all the movies and stuff. I played 
the Lego video games. Liz currently reading all of the Legends timeline, like, ah ha ha ha. Yeah, Liz isn't gonna, uh, work comes into it. I will say, um, the way I see Fan and Raylo, like, described is nice, but definitely, yeah, I think there's a disconnect between Fan and Raylo and Fan and Raylo. I feel like that's a lot of ships, though. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you know? for sure! Like, I was talking to my friend earlier today about speaking of, like, Voltron and Clance. Um, that was, like, it was this, there was this TikTok where someone's, like, it was, uh, they're making fun of those kids on Tumblr who sent glass-filled cupcakes to the Google oh, Studios yep. to make Clance canon. And mm-hmm. it was, like, the caption was, like, it was, like, a girl crying over the computer, and the caption was, like, Clance fans after they sent glass-filled cupcakes to as a threat to DreamWorks, trying to make them put Omegaverse smut in Clance into a Y7 show. And my friend was like, wait, what? And I was like, you didn't even know about that? You like, they know blackmailed what? DreamWorks to put Clance in, and then, <laughs> I think out of spite, they were like, fuck you, we're gonna make, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna make Lance and Allura happen, because this, this isn't happening anymore. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I remember I used to be really obsessed with, like, videos on YouTube that were fanon versus canon. I mm-hmm. thought they were so funny. But yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, obviously, you know why Liz likes it. Um, I guess I tend, I actually tend to like it when it doesn't involve sex or when it's, like, certain ships. Like, it's not a trip I go for. But, for instance, like, Reaper 76, McAsh, like, those are ships I really, really enjoy. So, the trope comes with it. Like, it just has to. Um, so for me, I think it's more I tend to like it when it's associated with the ship rather than the trope itself. All right. Yeah. So the thick. I oh have- wait, I can actually wait. Sorry, mm-hmm. you saying that you like it like associated with the like character. You said like you like it. As- sorry, you were saying something like you liked it associated with like the trope, like, like the characters rather than the thick. Associated with ships I like. I agree. Oh my god, I agree. <laughs> that shit's so good. Um. So the fic I have for you guys is called Reconnecting by Baffled Fox on AO3. It's rated mature. I would personally rate it explicit, though. I thought it was funny when I was looking back at this. I recognize the author because I actually follow another fic by her for the same ship. So, or them, sorry. I don't mean to assume uh, gender pronouns. That's on me. Um, but they're a good author. I really like how they characterize. And the ship for this fic is Reaper 76 or Soldier... That's- so funny from Overwatch because I almost chose a Reaper seventy six no. pick. Oh, I didn't choose it. I didn't choose it. So I'm like so happy, but because I almost chose oh, one. That would have been so funny. <laughs> Reaper seventy six. Very good ship. Um, I like them, and you know, now that we know Soldier is. Oh, it's actually been like just over a year since Soldier. Came yeah, out, I, I remember say. that. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's. I thought it was like it was like two years. years. Was it two? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I was in Italy when it happened. Oh, then I guess it was two, two years. years. I don't know. I, I just, I played the game more than I pay attention to the war at this point, because they're like, it was no war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Them giving us scraps every couple months where it's like, please. Once a year, Overwatch has to say somebody's gay or they get the torch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so... So background for this fic is uh, Reaper and Soldier get locked in somewhere by Sombra, and but you know they obviously both have their masks on, so neither of them can recognize the other. It is Omegaverse. <gasps> oh my god, it's Omegaverse! Gas. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I read it in the first place? You're uh, you're totally right. I I understand. <laughs> um, and so um, yeah, and it has to do with sex pollen, and 
Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any warnings. I mean, I guess you could technically give a dub Colin warning because it's a sex Colin, so, like, Yeah, I like, agree. It's not like, you know, they're, like, explicitly going, like, let's fuck right now, but, you know. Dub Colin um, for that. Yes. So, we're gonna go ahead and get started with that. Do you want a Reaper Soldier or a Reaper? Uh, I could care less. Should I do, wait, if I do Reaper, I want to do, like, a, a creepy voice, but if I do Soldier, I'm gonna do the Valley Bug voice, so you get to choose which one you have to listen to. Oh, no, don't make me choose. <laughs> I can I can do a valley girl voice for a soldier because like I kind of already have a naturally valley girl voice. Okay, okay, okay. You'll do you'll do soldier and I will do reaper. I mean I feel um, like my voice is like really peppy today compared to like some other times. Yes. Like I feel like I've been like more laid back on other recordings. Okay. Okay. Are you ready to go? Who does who starts like talking? Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know. That wasn't the voice I was expecting to use, and it just came out. Should I do a different voice? Um, yeah, because they won't be able to understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it was the voice I was trying to do, but it just came out of me, and I was like, hmm. okay. <laughs> Um, I'm just gonna try and do, like, a really deep voice then, because, like, I have to be quiet, because nobody runs parents, they're, they go to sleep super early. So it's nine o'clock, yes, are they okay? they go to sleep by eight. Eight? We literally have dinner at 5 p.m. every single day. I thought my dad went to bed early, and he goes no, to bed at, like, 9, 30, 10. I, I literally feel like I'm living in a retirement home sometimes, like, it's kind of <laughs> scary. <laughs> no! Um, okay. We need to find a way out. I guess it's fine. <laughs> Better than whatever the fuck you did the first time. But the melodic growl. <laughs> oh my god, speaking of, I, I learned how to do, you know that? The Hey Mama's growl? I figured out how to do it. What? The Hey Mama's no, growl. The no, Hey Mama's growl. No, 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 I hate it. I, I, I just did it the other day in bed, like, when I was just, like, like making noises to keep myself entertained, and I just did it, and I was like, oh. <gasps> I was like, Nick, Nick, I can do the Hey Mama's growl. And he was like, shut up. <laughs> if I was Nick, Nick just literally just covers your mouth, please, no more. I can do it with my mouth shut. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> scare um, me. Soldier just grunted as he reluctantly set the rifle in a casual position again. Neither wanted their backs to their enemy, so side by side they started to walk. Until another surprise happened. The sound of hiss, like a leak in a pipe. Both men stopped and surveyed their surroundings, but whatever it was couldn't be seen. But it was becoming obvious something was happening. The sound continued, and it couldn't be good, assuming they had just been trapped. Some sort of gas? Soldier guessed. Soldier, with his mask, couldn't smell anything. The links at the back of his neck filtered the oxygen in the air around him. That much Reaper knew. However, Reaper's mask was open, just a black netting under the open holes that made up the design of it. His body wasn't, quote-unquote, living in the natural sense. Noxious gases could not poison him in a way that he might die. Uh, oh, and so I feel like, just for those not familiar with Overwatch, like, Reaper and Soldier grew up together, um, like, in a super soldier program, similar to, like, Captain America, and, um, then, like, there was, like, to give a quick TLDR, there was, like, a lot of drama and a fallout and fallout and both our reaper was presumed dead and soldier never got over it but reaper actually isn't dead he's working for 
the organization that um, Overwatch is working against, and soldiers trying to reform Overwatch, and Reapers at the head of Talon. So basically, they're enemies now um, that everybody ships them. Yes. <laughs> the vapor in the air didn't smell like anything, but he knew it was there. Something heavy when he breathed in sat in his lungs like syrup. Yeah. Wait, that's. <laughs> escape route. Same as soldier. Do you know what it is? Soldier asked as they walked through the lower level of the warehouse, trying rooms, other doors to the outside. No odor. Something heavy. Symptoms? None yet. It was easy to fall into conversation with his longtime enemy. He didn't question it, which just made it simpler to figure a plot to get out. Then they could get back to fighting at each other's throats. He didn't have the patience for it now, and if soldier had anything to say about it, he kept it to himself. Reaper was starting to feel hot under the collar. He could feel the sweat dampening his skin, saturating the heavy fabrics he wore. He started to feel a crawling sensation, restless, something gnawing at the pit of his stomach. Symptoms he knew too well. Only, no, it couldn't be happening, because he still had time left for... Wait, what? I'm sorry, symptoms he knew well? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> Reaper... Good? I don't know. Like, what do you mean, like, symptoms he knew well? Like, why does he know these symptoms well? Because the crawling sensation. Like, it's symptoms for heat, you dumbass. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot <laughs> that this was an Omegaverse fic. <laughs> I completely fucking forgot this was Omegaverse. Ugh, you horny, horny bastard. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that to me. Um, you're, you're making us read an Omegaverse fic, okay? My new name is You Horny Horny Bastard. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Reaper? Soldier broke him out of his internal panic. Reaper bl- realized belatedly that he had been standing still, stopped completely in the center of the last room in the building. Soldier had probably been speaking to him, but the small talk had droned into the background noise his brain couldn't process. He shook his head as if it would help. His mouth felt dry when he spoke. What? Soldier pulled his shoulder in a dismissive gesture. You weren't responding. What is it? Fishing for information regarding their impromptu cage or the gas, Reaper couldn't be sure. It definitely wasn't genuine concern. His weak Omega side was trying to nudge him in the direction of the other one body in the room, trying to tell him things that weren't true. His instincts to find comfort, to calm, as the gas started to run through his system. That's Wait, I have a question. What? Who's, who's Alpha? Who's Omega? Reaper. Reaper's the Omega. Okay, 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 okay. I just wanted to confirm. I just I wanted mean, to yeah, confirm. Usually in most fics, people I was gonna will say, put Reaper as Alpha and Jack Yeah, I was going to say, I would so. assume it'd be opposite. Yeah. I, but okay, okay. I I'm not I'm not against around. it. I'm not against yeah. it. I think it's good. I'm just curious. Yes, yes. This author, like, does really well at, like, switching up to, like, making, like, it, you know, gay men not two-dimensional into top-or-bottom categories, which is something yeah. I always look for if I'm reading something that's gay because I personally cannot stand when people are like this is the small little bottom and this is my big strong top like yeah I, I agree um not to bring up Stucky but like it's yes. kind of the same people like to kind of like switch up like 
stuff with them. So. Yes, I yeah. yeah. Real life people like are tend to be more switches than strictly one role. People aren't caricatures yes. of being a top or bottom. Unless you're me and Gabs. Yeah. <laughs> I have tried being the more dominant person in sexual situations, and I just can't. It doesn't work. Like, my default is pillow princess, and that's it. So, um. I'm just such a bottom, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. You didn't even know what gender soldier was. And for those of you unfamiliar with Omegaverse, um, in Omegaverse fandom fic stuff, people tend to refer to Alpha Omega Beta as, like, their secondary gender. But that isn't something he should even be concerned with or thinking about. Just, Reaper murmured, his voice barely a rumble, and quite suddenly he felt dizzy. He reached out to grapple the wall for balance. I think whatever it is in, in the air, it's... He trailed, trying to focus his breathing, realizing that he was panting. Symptoms. Soldier asked in a clipped, professional way. Everything about him was militant, proper, all except the mess of white hair on his head, never laying right. Reaper didn't know a lot about Soldier, but his background was obvious, especially the way he fought, how he held his own. Reaper figured he was staring again, taking too long to answer. His head swimming over things that didn't matter right now. He couldn't focus on their mission to get out when his skin was crawling, when the symptoms of heat were rushing through his body like wildfire. He shook... Oh, he shook his head. He didn't want to say it out loud. He didn't want to explain it. He shrugged out of his heavy coat, letting the leather hit the ground with a satisfying thump at his feet. Too hot, is what he managed to say. Grit between his teeth as he, as he shucked up his gloves. I can't speak. Is what he managed to say. Grit between his teeth as he shucked off his gloves. His shaking fingers grabbing for the belts, buttons, and zippers of his armor and pants to try and lessen the humidity that was building on his skin and giving him room to breathe. Soldier took a step back, startled by what Reaper was doing. Hot how? Reaper could only growl. Can you do a hey mama's growl, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Frustrated suddenly with his clothing and the situation especially. Just get away from me, he hissed, kneeling on the floor, unable to keep standing a moment longer as balance betrayed him. And then I cut a lot out because the fic is really long and we don't have time for all of it. Yeah. Soldier didn't pick the take the bait, instead decided to say, You look like you're in pain. With what a deduction, a semi couldn't see his face through the mask, though the tension in Reaper's body language was obvious. But what did it matter? Besides, they're both... Oh, sorry, there's like so many typos in this paragraph. They both tried to kill each other multiple times before, so Soldier's concern was misplaced, if that's what it even was. Reaper moved himself from the wall, wanting to lay out, meaning to ease his body out of the hunched-up position he was in. He got himself on his back, and goddamn didn't the cool tail of the floor feel like heaven on his skin. He wasn't sure if he made a sound, but his back arched, and for a moment it felt like everything had gone offline. Just a moment of bliss and the agony of angry fire, pain, and heat. Without even thinking, he dropped his pants and underwear off, having already unbuckled his boots when he kicked those off too. And then I did a natural little fade to black. Of course, they had like they fucked. They realized like who the other one is. I don't remember if they do it during the sex scene. Like they figure it out, or if it's after. And then Sombra's like, "Haha, aren't you guys welcome? Like I, I like brought you back to each other." Uh-huh. And they're all like, "It's okay." Okay. <laughs> um, Yay! Yes. I'm. I'm also reading. Um. So the other fic I mentioned by this author is. Um, it's interesting. The one thing in it that I strongly dislike is there's Mpreg, and I just really can't get behind Mpreg, even in Omegaverse. But the fic is too good, so I just like to ignore the Mpreg part. 
like, it's lovers to enemies to lovers with Reaper 76, so it's like, it's, you know, they start out really happy, and then, you know, Overwatch, like, the lore in Overwatch happens, and then they find each other later on, and Reaper's like, I thought you were dead, they told me you were dead, and they both, like, thought the other one was dead, so they decide to, like, it's hard to explain. I feel like I've made you read it before, Liz, but it's still... Ah! Uh, you may have sent it to me, and I may have not read it because of the Emperor. Honestly, that's valid. I think, was this off. the one you were telling me about where you were like, you know, I was invested in the spec, and then halfway through... Boom! Surprise, Empreg. Yes, I think so. I think so. Yeah, think this is, like it, like it didn't start off with Empreg, and then, and then, yes, yes, okay, they just met up, and then I was like, the author like keeps hinting at it, hinting at it, and like a few chapters in, I'm like, please don't, no, please don't, no, the spick is too good, please don't, and then she's like, boom, Empreg, and I was like, no, no. <laughs> At that point, I was like already so invested, so I just kept reading. Um, I need to catch up. I think she uploaded the last few chapters. They, sorry, I don't know their gender, but um, I think they uploaded the last few chapters, so I need to still read them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Any closing thoughts on this trope? Um, I'm a huge stan of enemies to lovers in mm-hmm. fiction. I will read it in fix, but once again, it usually is like the subtype of what I'm reading. Like it's not what I'm actively going out to read. Yeah, exactly. But if it's if it's in the description, I may be more inclined to read it actually. So yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on. So I got randomly assigned childhood friends. Yeah. Okay, you- I feel like you just keep getting really lucky with your random assignments. <laughs> like you're making me almost suspicious. I literally am not. I swear <gasps> I to know, God. I know. But like, the last um, actually, funny like. story. Funny story. Um, when I originally rolled for this, mm-hmm. I got college age. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Not, I remember that. And that I was like, like uh, I just did that. So no. <laughs> that would have been so funny if you got randomly assigned it, though. I would have. That would have been really funny if I didn't do it last week. I would have yes. been like, ha! I didn't even have to do one of my choices on it. Yes. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um. The one thing I know about childhood friends, I think is something I mentioned in a previous episode about how, like, one of my, like, childhood friends was talking to one of our other friends once, and he was mm-hmm. like, um, I'm really into the childhood friends trope, but my only childhood friend is Gabs, and I would kill myself before I dated her. <laughs> and, I like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. honestly, the feeling's mutual, like, she's like a brother to me, I can remember. Um, yeah, that's what, like, I feel like for, like, actual childhood friends in real life, like, most of the times that's what, like, it turns right? out to be, you right? know? Honestly, the yeah. only childhood friend trope, like, for a ship that, like, I'm personally obsessed with is She-Ra with Catherine Adora and Haikyuu, Ewa, mm-hmm. and Wakala. Like, those yeah. are my bread and butter ships, so I love childhood friends there. But other yes. than that, I don't know, I mean, oh, and Bill and Glimmer and She-Ra too. But, like, other than that, like, it's not something I really look for. But I'm not opposed to reading it. I just, I feel uncomfortable when I read about, like, kids. And too many, like, fics that focus on childhood friends focus on the kid's backstory. And I just, yeah. I'm not interested in reading about children. Like, I'm I mean, sorry. you also just, like, don't like children that much. Okay, true. Um, and before anyone gets angry, I'm not saying that, like, you know, if you have a kid, that, like, I hate your child. I just personally prefer to not interact with children. Um, but if I have to, I'm perfectly fine to. I just... Do my best not to, so. Yeah, yes. I, just, I just don't like being reminded they exist sometimes. Um, <laughs> I like to pretend we all pop out of the womb at 18. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, sorry, tell me about childhood friends, Liz. Yeah, so it connects 
two, sometimes more, characters that have been close since a young age. Uh, this trope usually, like, usually in the fix, it turns out to be romantic, but it doesn't always have to be a romantic thing. It just be, like, really good friends, and they've been friends since childhood, but usually it's romantic, you know? Mm -hmm. um, the romantic fix usually follow the characters as they navigate their feelings, trying to get together. Um, it, this can be hard, because, like, they can be like, oh, I don't want to, like, ruin, like, my long-term friendship with the person. Like, this is so important to me. Like, oh, if I convince my love, this could, like, ruin everything. And, ah, you know, <laughs> the kind of stress and struggle of when you just have, like, a friend who you do want to, like, move on to, like, with a romantic relationship with. And they don't have to be your childhood friend, but I feel like we've all kind of been there at some point, you know? Um, but I think it definitely can be exacerbated by like, oh, this is like a friend I've had for so long. I can't ruin this. Um, <laughs> so this trope can also include, um, kind of, sorry, I have to like really phrase this really well. Um, so it's like basically, it's, so it's like the trope like didn't know they were dating. So it's basically where everyone around them thinks that they've been dating for a really, really long time. But it's like, no, we're just really, really good friends. Like, we're not dating. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they're so close, people think they're dating. Yes, yes. Basically, me and my friend, me and my friend Sky, I've yes. had so many people be like, oh, are you guys dating? I'm like, no, we're just really close. Freshman year, I literally thought they were dating. I, like, didn't tell me because I remember specifically we were all, like, the three of us were at Starbucks. <laughs> we were waiting for coffee. And Sky just goes, give me a kiss. And I was like, what? And, like, Liz leans over and kissed the Sky. And I was like, wait. Yeah, we're, we're, we're very, like. like you guys start dating. And, and they were both like, we're not dating. And I was like, why would you think that? And I was like. We're I mean, very affectionate with each yeah, other. I was like, yes, probably kissing exists and, like, that's fine. But, like, I didn't realize you two were that close. Yeah, we're very close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of our cosplay photos was like, oh, are you guys dating? Like, you guys always cosplay shits together. You guys are so close. And I'm like, no. No. Liz, you just cosplay shifts with everybody, which I think is Yeah. Funny no, even my mom actually asked me. <laughs> okay. But, wait, wait, Liz. You literally, like, all the people you cosplay shifts with are dating somebody else. Yeah. Like, there's me, there's Sky, there's, uh, well, I guess Sage isn't, they're not dating anymore, but. Um, I, I, me and me and Graham have cosplayed yes, you together. Yeah. Literally, like. <laughs> I just, everyone's comfortable with me. Deal. I can't, I can't help, I'm so pretty. <laughs> you are, Liz, you're very pretty. Um, uh, no. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go sorry. Ahead. Go. Um, so these usually include, like, pining and secretly crushing on, like, the person. Mm -hmm. Um, like, this can be one-sided or mutual. I love pining. Oh, my God. Okay. I think it's so cute. Not to talk about Iwa Oi again, but, like, because I know, I see that you're going to talk about them later, but, like. Yeah. The, oh, God, like, everything you're saying is literally, like, in every Iwa Oi fic. Yep. Oh, my God, it's like my bread and butter. It's so good. Yeah, um, so basically, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go into the examples in a little bit, it's just kind of out yes, of order yes, in my yes. notes, but, go. um, from this web, so most of my stuff from, so far has been from fan lore, this is, this one, this some, uh, sorry. Yeah, English this, is our first language, folks. I, I just trip over my words a lot, we know this, um, <laughs> so this is from the website TV Trips, and they talk, oh, they have a couple quotes, website. couple quotes on the, like, uh, childhood friends trope. Mm -hmm. That like really sum it up. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna read it. Be reading this word from from for word from them. Mm -hmm. So it's before you have to worry about the shock 
of betrayal or the possibility of romance, this is the friend that will always have your back. No one knows you better than them and it will show when childhood friends are treated more intimately or tr are trusted more than other friends. The experience, the experiences they've shared with you since childhood is what forms and strengthens their bond. I mean, like, you know, like, that's, like, so important. Like, you know, like, they're your right-hand man. Like, you can trust them with everything. Right. And sometimes it can be worse because you can't even trust them with the person you like. <laughs> the timing is what always makes me go, mm. Yup, yup, Okay, yep. Liz, I hope you realize that you've inspired me to go read more You Always Fix after we get off call. I I'm happy. Um, <laughs> but, um, like, I can't stress, like, enough how popular this trope is in media. Like, it's a very good trope, It's that's so popular, especially in anime, and, like, really in harem anime. Like, there's always one love interest that's the childhood best yes. friend. I, I love like, childhood even, best friends. Even in, like, stuff where, um, like, the childhood best friends don't end up together, I feel like it's very common to have, like, an unrequited love interest. Love, yeah. Them. Yeah. Agreed. So here are some examples of childhood friends in media. So we have Ed Edward Elric and Winry Rockbell in Fullmetal Alchemist. Um, in all caps, I wrote Stucky because Stucky I'm is technically childhood friends, you know. Let's just um, find a way to incorporate Stucky into every trope. I can't help. I, I know can't, you help, can't it. help it. It's okay, Liz. We know this and we love you for this. <laughs> okay, um, Haruka Makoto and Rin from Free. I was super into Free back I in the day. Into it when it, I remember when the trailer came out before, like, the characters even had Yeah, and it was just literally, it was them being like, look how good we can animate water. And everyone yes. on Tumblr was like, you guys need to make a series for this right away. Yes. Sign the petition to have Kyoto Annie. Make this a series. I and I remember, remember that shit. I remember that because, like, my neighbor showed it to me because I, like, didn't know about it. And I was like, oh, my God. And they came out and, like, uh, honestly, Free was a good show. Who was your best Free boy? Um, Makoto. Oh, good taste, same. I, it was him and Sosuke were my best boys because I was really into the back muscles. I liked Makoto and, um, oh my gosh, why, Nagisa. Of course you did, Liz. You have a type. I, I'm Liz sorry, I like cutesy. From Oran High School Host Club. And I'm sorry, I like cutesy characters. <laughs> His voice actor is also Mitsuki's voice actor in High 7. That is true, yes, that is, that is a good point. Yeah. Okay, right, right, right. Uh, sorry, my, my screen just went blank because I was oh, no. my, my screen. Okay, okay. Um, in Haikyuu, there's so much childhood friends. <laughs> Oikawa and Yuzumi, Tsuki and Yamaguchi, Kuro and Kenma, Daichi, Suga and Asahi. Yeah. Tsuki yeah? and Yamaguchi. So for those of you guys who don't know, like I started like cosplaying more seriously because of Yamaguchi from Haikyuu. I was like one of the first American cosplayers for him. Um, I was, like, one of the first people to post cosplays of him on Instagram back in, like, early 2015. Like, Yamaguchi was everything to me growing up and, like, throughout all high school, so I loved that duty boy. Um, mm -hmm. oh, I don't know if I told you this, Liz, but, like, fun story about Yamaguchi. So, mm -hmm. I was, uh, one of my friends asked me to, like, play a joke on her, or their friend, and they were like, go comment this on this person's video. So I was like, okay, so I did that. And then the friend that we played the joke on messages my friend and goes, oh my god, is that Funny the Nerd? Like, I used to follow her when I was, like, 15. Yeah. <laughs> and this person is, like, an adult now. And I was like, oh, oh my, my god. god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, That's I was, crazy. I was, just, like, I was, like, losing my goddamn mind, because I was like, they, they recognized me because of Yanaguchi. I was like, stop. Everybody we stand that. But yeah, so I was obsessed with Suki Yanaguchi. I still love them, because I'll always love Yanaguchi, but Evil Oi just is, like, 
Evil so good. I'm a scene. I, saw, I see, like, my relationship a lot in Evil relationship, which I think is what draws me to them so much now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a huge Kuroken stan, so... I know, they're also really good. Yeah, uh, me and Sky are supposed to cosplay. <laughs> yes! Yeah, one of the friends, The friends looking, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I but... I think it'd be really cute, though, if three of us did Daiki Suga and Aussie. Oh, we should. And yes. I just think... Um, you'd be a good Daichi, and Sky would mm-hmm. be a good Suga, so... Like, yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I didn't talk about, like, if I like childhood friends. I love childhood friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I <laughs> love... If Stucky falls in the category, Liz loves it. I... No, like, not even that. Even before. <laughs> I love childhood friends. Like, mm, so it's good. That's good. Um, yeah. literally, like, usually in, like, um, like, care of animates. Mm-hmm. I love the childhood friend. I always love the childhood friends. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I am a sucker for this trope. I think it's so good. So cute. I don't have any childhood friends. I would have the childhood friends trope within real life. Same. We'll pretend I do in my heart of hearts. I don't. I mean, but... I it's, like, the only friends, like, the two friends I've had since I could, like, last call myself, like, a quote-unquote child, one of them is straight, and the other one... Let's like let's just say if we dated the world would be set on fire. Like what 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 <laughs> age do you consider like child? I'd say like seventh, eighth grade is the cap, like twelve, thirteen. Like after that, like you're a teenager, you know, so it's not really so much your childhood friend, but like you're Yeah, the only friends. the only person who I like still like friends with who I was friends with when I was a child is a straight female, so not yeah, happening. Exactly. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, um, I guess, um, the, the fic I chose is actually my hero fic, Jurex Momo, which is oh. a great ship. The I, fic- fun fact, I cosplayed Jiro, I don't even know her last name, I don't know anything about my hero academia, I did her first panel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like my hero. Uh, my the funny thing. So the English voice actor for Deku mm-hmm. just did a Taco Bell commercial, what? and it keeps playing on iHeartRadio of my job. So no. I just consistently hear Deku screaming about nacho fries in my job. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so awful. I'm like, Deku, is that you? Oh my god! I and myself. It was wild, man. I just but, think it's funny that I cosplayed the Moku hero not once but twice. And yet, I know next to nothing about it, despite watching, yeah. like, two whole seasons. I just straight up did not pay attention to it. Yeah, I uh, cosplayed Deku and I Uraraka forgot you did that. separate times. Wasn't that, like, the first cosplay you made, too, was your Deku? Yeah, I'm really happy because I remade it and it was, like, 20 times fucking better than I the first that one. Best. It looked really good. The The second one looked yes. very good. Yes. Not the first one. The first one was not horrible. It was your first sewing job. Yeah. Second one? Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I cosplayed Uraraka. That was a fun time. When did you do her? Um, oh, that's for right. That's one right. of Eli's CMVs. One of our friends does YouTube CMVs, and you've probably heard of them. Captain Tim Creek. Um, if you um, watch the Boku no Hero one, you'll find Liz. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't remember um, why I couldn't join you guys for that. I think I was just, like, off campus. Or I yeah, I did Uraraka for that. So that was a fun time. I love Uraraka. She's such a good girl. A lot yes. of people hate her. She's boring. Yeah, she's cute. I love her. Um, but so this is a Jiro Momo fic. Sorry to get off track. Um, the fic is called The Sun in My Eyes by Celestial Fix. Um, what platform? Uh, AO3. Okay, okay. This is all ages, not explicit. Yes, good. Yeah, most of this is, um, like, 
it's like half it's a one shot half of it's based in like childhood Mm -hmm. half of it's like growing up and getting older this is like the part of the fic where not fic fic where they're like i'm i can't speak Uh um fic where they're like kind of like getting older and like the love confession happens Mm -hmm. or whatever um i guess i'll read for momo and you'll read for jira uh they use like kyoka for her name but like because that's like the other part of her name but i usually just use jiro because like that's what i usually use for her you know I don't know many people use Kyoka, Wait, but I might be wrong. First, which one's her first name? Which one's her last name? Oh my god, I don't oh, even know. I actually don't know. know. Um, but I think, I might be wrong. I'm not super into the fandom, mm-hmm. so I could be totally wrong with what people usually use. I just usually use Jiro. Okay. But you can I mean, that's all you, I know her as. You can, you can read for Jiro, since you cosplayed her. Uh, <laughs> and it's not from her point of view, so yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. While Momo is growing up, she learns... She learns things that are complicated, like molecular... Ah, I can't speak! You're doing so great, Liz. (laughs) Like molecular structures of countless materials. But she also learns things that are simple, like that Kyoka is a wonderful friend. She learns that when Kyoka rings Momo's doorbell a million times, it means that she has extra money and wants to go somewhere with Momo. She learns that Kyoka will never judge her harshly, not even when she admits that she's never gone to a movie theater before. She'll bring Momo to the movies with her family the next time they go. Uh, Momo learns that weird doesn't equate to bad in any way, not in Kyoka's book. And she learns that Kyoka's weird and Momo's weird. And uh, she learned, oh, I don't, wait. She learns that Kyoka's weird. And Momo's weird. Was weird in a completely different way. Sorry, my brain. You're doing great. My brain is fried currently. Sorry, uh, okay. but for some reason, this makes them inseparable. Oh, that's you, <laughs> ah! Momo. Kyoka groans, lying in the common room couch at the UA dorms. I'm glad it's you. It's so hot in here. Can you like make me one of those fan necklace things? Momo laughs, coming to sit beside Kyoka on the couch. They're alone. Everyone else has retreated to their rooms for the night. Actually, Momo would have been off to bed, too, had she not seen Kyoka's telltale purple hair sticking up from the couch. Um, as she leaned back from the showers, as she, sorry, as she was headed back from the showers to her room. If you're hot, you should take off your jacket, Momo comments. Kyoka turns her head to playfully glare at Momo. The jacket is the whole look, Momo. If I take it off, I won't look. Punk? Momo suggests, smile tugging at her lips. Yeah, I won't look punk anymore. Kyoka peels off the jacket nonetheless and then fans her face with her hands. Her face is flush. She's always been sensitive to hot. I think they meant to say heat. <laughs> I think so. I was like, she's always been sensitive to hot. hot. <laughs> uh, Momo flashes back to when they were 12 and Kyoka cuts her hair with blunt scissors, all asymmetrical and odd angles. It was too hot on my neck. She had said, Momo told her it looks good, and for some reason, she always continued to cut it herself, denying her parents' offers to take her to a hairdresser. Could you not sleep? Momo asked after pulling out her, uh, reverie. Reverie? I don't know what that means. Like memory. Memory. Sorry, that makes sense. Uh. Ah! (laughs) Kyoko, Kyoko pauses, breathing slowly. Yeah, I guess not. Momo tilts her head curiously. Did something happen? No. Kyoka's answer is definitive. I was just thinking about us. Momo blinks. Us? Yeah. 
Nothing bad, I hope. No, don't worry. It's just... Uh, sorry. Kyoko breaks off swallistically. Have you ever wondered? Momo waits patiently for Kyoko's words, but more than a few silent moments pass and nothing comes. Have I wondered what? She questions gently, not wanting to press Kyoko too hard. Kyoko speaks. Do you think we would have been friends if I never went up to you in the park that time? The words sit heavily in the air for just a moment. I think the universe would have found a way, Momo replies certain. Kyoko's smile is, has always been able to take Momo's breath away, and she accepts that like, uh, I can't speak today. I'm so sorry, guys. She works like a full-time job, guys, so don't, don't be mean to her about this. My brain is so fried. Um, uh, now Kyoko's smile is soft, uh, soft, soft and warm, and Momo wants to be wrapped forever in, that, in the feeling it gives her. Hey, Momo. Kyoka um, says after a few ticks. Don't freak out when I say this, okay? Momo's eyebrows furrow. furrow. She can't imagine anything for Kyoka to say that would make her freak out. Why would I? Kyoka hesitates, but then she says, I think I'm in love with you. Suddenly, Momo's frozen. Her fingers lock in her lap and her gaze locks on Kyoka, who's blushing a deep red. It, it doesn't have to be... I'm sorry, just, I wanted you to know. Kyoka fumbles shy around Momo for the first time ever. It might be ever. There's no time to stop her before she's gone. Shock, um, socks. Socks feet. <laughs> pounding, <laughs> pounding against the ground as she runs away to the elevator. So Momo lifts her hand to her mouth, pressing her index finger and ring finger to her lips. Momo wanted to kiss her. Aww, that's cute. It's cute. Mine is a little, that. little, um, like, there's some grammar errors, but I think it's just I mean, a really cute fic. I feel like most fics we read tend to have them, and then we don't notice them until we're reading them, and we're like, oh, I oh. fix that. Yeah, because when you're reading it, you're just like, okay, okay, you're so into it that you just, like, your brain automatically right. just I mean, that's, like, that it. actually, like, is, like, a phenomenon that your brain does. Like, if you see something that, like, something is slightly wrong and you're reading fast enough, your brain fixes it for you. Like, you don't yeah. notice. So it makes sense that we don't notice until we're like reading from the excerpt that we copied over and we're like, wait. wait. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually really, really like this book. Oh, it's really, really, really sweet. It's really cute. My heart. Okay, and uh, I know I can't just associate everything dormitory wise with Harry Potter, but for some reason when <laughs> the minute you said dorm rooms and common room, I was just thinking of Harry Potter, like common rooms. I'm like I don't know why, because you and I literally shared a dorm room with a common room. With a common room, yeah. But for some reason in my head, I'm like, ah, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah! (laughs) I mean, I think it's... (laughs) (laughs) I think, like, I feel like a lot of our first times, like, reading about stuff like like common rooms and really hearing about common rooms Mm -hmm. was with Harry Potter as kids. So, like, we really associate... Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um... I, yeah. I don't know. I love this trope. I'm definitely going to keep reading it. What about you? Um, I love this trope. I mean, like, I'm not going to stop reading Stucky Fix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will continue to read it. I love Childhood Friends. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I, I don't think it's something, like, I actively seek out. Like, I don't think I actively type Childhood Friends into AO3. Mm-hmm. But, like, most of the ships I like are Childhood Friends, so. Yes. Yes. I I think they just tend to have, like, a natural camaraderie camaraderie with them that makes you like want to root for them and it makes you want to see it through yeah i agree i love childhood friends so much it's so cute 
Um, <sighs> that being said, I don't think there's anything left. This is a pretty straightforward episode, huh? Yeah, pretty quick. I mean, I think like our our the tropes we chose are just like kind of not, well. I didn't choose mine. They're like very like not say basics. Like they're, they're good basic. tropes, they're and we basic. both they're basic. They're basic. They're straightforward. There's not much to say. You can't like them, but they're basic. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, and I mean, like I'm saying, I love childhood friends. Right. But so it's like there wasn't like a lot to like go over, a lot to discuss, a lot to be like, oh, like because usually there'll be like kind of some more intricacies, and it's like, oh, well, like I like this sometimes. I like this where it's like Mm -hmm. this one's just like you know, like like, you know, many ins and outs. It's like it's as the name suggests. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, that being said. You can find me at Flighty the Nerd across Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch. Come check me out on all of those platforms. And Liz, where can we find you? Uh, first, I'm going to say where you can find our show's social media. Oh, um, well, I guess that would make sense, but <laughs> I think um, you can find us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Trope Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Trope Podcast or their Tropes Battle for Dominance. You can find our episodes every week on Anchor and Spotify at Their Chips Battle oh, for Dominance. We're on more than just Anchor and Spotify now. Hold up. Ooh. I, can pull up I can pull up exactly where it is. Give me one second. Yeah. Okay, no, I have it. I have it. Okay, we okay. are on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. And hopefully soon we will also be on places like iTunes. I think they are still working on that. Yeah. Um, and if you want to email us, I don't know why you would want to email us. Yeah, don't, but, but if you want to. If you want to. Uh, <laughs> if you want to maybe send us, like, suggestions yes, for fix or tropes you mm-hmm. want to see, uh, please email them to us at tropedominance at gmail.com. Or even if you Woo! just have, like, feedback that you don't want to put on a comment online, you can send it there. We'd love to hear from you guys. As long as it's not mean. We're both very sensitive. I will cry. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So yes. now, Liz, where can I find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Lazily Liz. Um, yeah. yeah. Signing off, I guess. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.